What's up, what's up, what's up? What's up, y'all? And we are back. We are back. Yes. Like we never left. It's been too long. Dave, how you doing? It has been way too long, man. I'm good. How about yourself? I'm doing great, man. 2018's been treating me well so far. I'm back. Welcome to everyone. If you haven't heard us before, this is the Dave and Dev podcast show. Um... So let's just kick it, man. Let's let's start let's start off on things, man. So we've been gone for a while, Dave. What you been up to? Man, the holidays they were good, but it, it's just a little crazy around then. It's just good to be back and at the proverbial table, like we always say, and just chat about some stuff and roll along, you know. Yeah, yeah. So we we've had some things go like we just took a break. I mean, we had we had five episodes come out, and that was really good for us. Um, got off to a pretty good start. The website, the blogs have been awesome. We've gotten a lot of responses from those. Um, for sure. But I think it, I mean getting to the business of life, we just both thought that it was just it was a wise decision for us just to take a break for a little bit. So, yeah, totally, man. It, it, I think it was a, a good time for us, and you know, I'm pretty excited that we that we have a podcast that we're you know about to put out from. Before we took a break, we just kind of never got out there. So some of the stuff you'll hear in it, as far as like current events, will be a little out of date. But man, just as far as content, it'll be it'll be good stuff, man. I'm, I'm excited for everybody here to so talk about Stu. Yeah, and so if if you hear if you're listening, if you're listening, uh, we flipped roles. Dave is actually on the phone this time, and I am at the mic. So it's flipped roles a little bit, but it's it's okay. We're still there. Dave is Dave is here. He's he's still he's still here in spirit with me. <laughs> um, so we got a lot of catching up to do. I guess the first thing we start off with is uh, the Super Bowl. It's coming. Yeah, it's coming up. So let me first off, Dave. Let me ask you your your thoughts on these two teams in the Super Bowl. Man, it's just I hate to say David versus Goliath because that's what everyone's saying. But I mean, you have to think about it that way. Just the Patriots, man, the fighting Tom Brady's. They're out there. They're gonna be, you know, poised and ready to go, and they'll probably get down by like two, three touchdowns, and everyone's gonna feel like. The Eagles are gonna win. Oh, then, don't say that. I can't. Just like they did last week. Just like they did last year in the Super Bowl. It's gonna be the same thing. I can't I do another year of the Patriots winning the Super Bowl. I'm sorry if you're a Patriots fan and you listen to this. I just can't. Can't do same, it. Same, man. Same. I, but I mean, is Tom Brady? Is Tom Brady not the goat, man? I mean, uh, as as much as it pains me to say, he 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 is the, the greatest of all time. But let me let me let me say this part though. The Eagles playing with backup quarterbacks. And yeah. you know how backup quarterbacks do in championship games. I.e. Ohio State, I.e. Alabama, I.e. it could turn out it could turn out in the NFL, you never know. Eagles defense is good enough to that they could carry that quarterback. That that is true though. Like this has been kind of that like that has been a theme, you know, in the last several years with different teams. I just, I don't know, man. I do, I do think the Eagles are pretty balanced, though. Like they can run the ball, and they 
got some weapons at receiver, so and their defense is pretty good. So we'll see. I really like their coach. I think he's done a super good job, especially coming into a team that really hadn't had that much success. You know. Yeah, I, man, I, I wish Carson Wentz was playing. This I would have been a good oh, matchup. Man, me too. He's this year. You know, over the course of the last couple of years, we've been in the NFL. It's been like. He's been one of my more favorite players, especially because the dude loves the Lord, so you can't, uh, can't beat that. <laughs> He's got that uh, that AO one campaign, audience of one campaign. I know that's a that they he he raises money for for different charities. That's so that's pretty that's pretty cool what he does there. Yeah, that is sweet. Um, speaking of, uh, of of quarterbacks raising money, you uh, you sent me a link to uh, to Colin Kaepernick. Um, what he did? Yeah. Can, uh, you want to explain a little bit more about what he did? Yeah. So basically, he has now raised, which I think it was just in this most recent campaign campaign, because he's also raised money since he's been out of the NFL too. So I want to say it's more than this, but this specific post that Devin's talking about referring to was um, he had hit a million dollars towards several different charities. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was super cool because a lot of people are out here questioning his intentions and his, you know, decision to do what he did and saying that, oh, well, if he really wanted to make change, he'd be out in the communities and, well, he is. So, I mean, I just, man, shout out to him. And, um, I just think that it's cool to see people taking action. And I think that if, regardless of what, you know, I don't know where Colin Kaepernick stands. I've heard that he's a Christian. But regardless of the situation, that's not what I'm getting at. I think if we, as as the capital C church globally, but specifically here in America, took example from Colin and, you know, we put our words into action, we'd be in a much better place, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no talking we, word and talk with truth indeed. Exactly. And so I think that, you know, regardless, we have an obligation to, yes, stand up for things that we believe in and, um, you know, speak truth and light into situations, but we also are called to act. Um, I mean, there's literally a book of the Bible called Acts. And, I mean, I've been to several different churches where when they talk about Acts, they're, you know, referring to a call to action. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. And I think for me, I just, I see what he's done, and I can't help but just be like, man, regardless of whether you feel like him kneeling or, you know, sitting for the flag was wrong, I mean, you've got to appreciate and respect what he's doing in terms of raising money. And, you know, look at a guy like J.J. Watt, who, you know, big shout out to him, he raised tons of money for the people in Houston. That yeah. is so cool, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, And he was celebrated and, and appreciated, which was so right to do that, you know? So if we're celebrating a guy like him who's raising money to, you know, give back to his community, you got to be on the same side celebrating, you know, Colin for that, you know, for different causes he's raised money for. For sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with him. I I think the, the biggest thing for me, I was, I was just pleased to see that, like, I, I hate this phrase, but put your money where your mouth is, and, and like he he actually yeah. he did it, and so um, regardless of how he plays, how good of a quarterback or how bad of a quarterback he is, I th- I do think it's it is pretty cool that he is giving back to his community and trying to trying to at least be a positive light in in some sort of way. So I mean, you got you got to respect him for that though. Yeah, 
Yeah, I agree totally, man. Yeah. Well, um, switching subjects just a little bit uh, to our favorite league is the NBA. Um, That's right, man. Man, we got so many stories to talk about. So, so, so many things. So, we're, Dave, we, we, we're not quite at all-star break yet, but we're about, you know, we're almost there, about midway through the season. Um, yeah. You got you got any any thoughts that, that, you, that you're thinking of right now? Man, I just, I'm pretty pumped about, you know, the season. I feel like it's been, it's been good so far. Like, there's been several games that I've watched that have had a playoff feel. And when you get that in the first, you know, half of the season, when you're watching a game and it, it feels like you're watching a playoff game, that is a good feeling, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I just think about, like, that, uh, that Celtics-Warriors matchup from a couple, from like last week where Steph and Kyrie just battled, you know, the Cavs and Warriors game from Christmas Day. I mean, I just think about all kinds of different games that I've watched so far this year that just felt like playoff games and the energy was there. And, you know, the teams are battling, you know, and that's just, that's good, especially because it's an 82-game season. It's long, it's grueling. Um, I think that the new rule that they put in place where they don't play um, – is it back-to-back road games? Uh, yeah, something something like that. But I, th- I mean, I think that that actually helps a, a ton for these guys. I think it's helped a lot, too, because I can't really recall a game yet this year where, like, several people on the team have sat. So that's been good, man. I think that that's been really good for the league. And, um, but, yeah, I'm pretty excited. I know we're going to dish out some mid-season awards. Well, uh, first, what are your thoughts so far on the season? Well, you know I'm a diehard Cavs fan, and uh, I started off the season super excited, like this is going to be it. And uh, as the season went on, they they didn't do too bad. And then uh, that that Christmas Day game where they lost, he was like, okay, it's whatever. You know, we don't have Isaiah Thomas back. It's just wait till he gets back. But the same concerns I had about Isaiah Thomas when he was in Boston are the same concerns that I have about him now wearing a Cavs uniform. He he can't really play defense. And I mean, and the thing that that hurts is like the whole like the team just kind of just gave up playing defense. I mean, they gave up 148 points in regulation against uh Oklahoma City. Uh, few, know, right? About a week, week and a half ago. Um, I mean, it's just unacceptable, man. Just 148 points. They teams don't score that in overtime games, double overtime games. But that's, I mean, that's a ton. Of, that's just no defense. And then, I mean, I, I'm sure it doesn't help hearing all these rumors about LeBron leaving yeah, again. For sure. um, but I mean that's that's neither here nor there. Like he's he's got his he can make his own opinion. That's not gonna change the fact whether I'm a Cavs fan or not. But yeah, I, I mean it that part that that stinks. Um, but the I mean there's a couple interesting storylines. Like Houston, like can Houston actually keep this up? Like if Chris Paul stays healthy, Chris Paul, Clint Capella, and James Harden, if those three stay healthy, can they actually make a run? At the at the Warriors, and then like the Thunder, they intrigued me too. Like, what what are they gonna be like? Because there's sometimes they look 
unguardable. You can't you can't yeah, guard them. And then there's sometimes where they just look very average. And I mean, at the beginning yeah. of the season this year, they look very average. And that's that's something that I'm looking forward to for this this second half of the season. Another another thing I'm kind of looking forward to is uh, I mean that not a lot of people are talking about are like, is the Raptors like, are the Raptors legit? Yeah, you know, like they kind of turned it on at the end of the season each of the last like two or three years. I feel like. Yeah, and I I don't know I don't know the answer to that question yet. I, I mean, probably because I I really don't watch a lot of them right now. But um, yeah, it's hard to see them, you know, different times and stuff like that. Yeah, and and uh, they're so they're intriguing because I mean, because no one really knows about them. Everybody knows about Boston and Kyrie Irving, Jason Tatum. They're they're all playing well. I mean, and the Cavs, you know, LeBron, they're gonna step up in the playoffs. They always will. That's what ever. I had some people asking me, you know, like, oh, what do you think about the Cavs? Like, do you think they'll even make it to the? you know, second round of the playoffs or the final, the Eastern Conference Finals, and I just, I feel like they will, man. I mean, LeBron knows when to turn it on. Yeah, but the the best part about this is the rookies this year. I've, I've really enjoyed watching the rookies this year. Agreed, man. Who's your rookie of the year so far? Oh, man. Mid-season rookie of the year. So my favorite to watch, and I haven't been shy about this, is Dennis Smith Jr. Like, he's my favorite rookie to watch all year. He's not going to win any awards, but he's he's I've liked him a lot. Um, my rookie of the year, like I was saying, it it really comes down to like three people. It comes down to Kyle Kuzma, uh, Ben Simmons, and I think Jason Tatum should be in that list. But like, who makes that interesting is Donovan Mitchell. Agreed. Because no one really yep. sees him. But I just watched a game where they played the the Warriors the other night, and he went off. I mean, and they, and they beat the Warriors pretty handily. I mean, it could have been off night for the Warriors, granted. But he he that kid he's got that killer mentality, and he's he's a he's a beast. He does. Yeah, I totally agree, man. I, it's it's tough for me because I think right off the bat, I want to say Ben Simmons. But my thing about Ben Simmons is I kind of expected him to do what he's doing. Does that make sense? Yeah, he's, nothing's really blown so, away yet. So, like, he, his game doesn't surprise me at all. Um, and, I mean, I just think that the 76ers team is just so improved as a whole yeah. that I think it also maybe lessens him for me, if that makes sense. Like, I don't, like, Embiid's playing great and he's healthy and they're getting, you know, good, good minutes from... You know, their wing players, Covington and Sarge, and um, that that rookie, the other rookie that they have. I mean, they, they're just all playing pretty well. I mean, I know they're only eighth in the Eastern Conference, but, I mean, still, they're much improved from the last several years. And yeah. I think Ben Simmons is a huge part of that, but I don't know. I, I struggle to go away from, like, Dennis Smith Jr. because, you know, he's really the only player on that team. But, man, I've watched Donovan Mitchell like eight or ten times this year, and he just impresses me more and more each game. So if I had to say, just to go kind of against the grain, I would say uh, Donovan Mitchell for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I – oof, that's hard, man. I, I don't know because Ben Simmons is playing, playing so well. But I think Donovan Mitchell gets it because – he surprises so many. He surprised so many people. So, do you give it to him because he he because we didn't have expe- expectations for him? 
Yeah, that's kind of what I'm wondering, too. And then the other hard part is that the Jazz, just their record doesn't show how well he's played. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the same thing with Dennis Smith Jr. I mean, they're the worst team in the NBA almost. Like, so, but, I mean, that ain't his fault. Like, it ain't his fault that, you know, they don't have a team around them. But, nonetheless, yeah. it's definitely a hard conversation. I, I do think that, you know, when it's all said and done, Ben Simmons is going to win it. But if I had to put my two cents in, I'd. I'd like to see Donovan Mitchell just because he's such a surprise. Yeah, I agree. Well, so let's go with the uh, with the keeping on the NBA. Like, who's your midseason MVP this year? Oh man, I'm. I just like. I don't know. James Harden played so well this year, and I thought that his stats would go down with Chris Paul coming in the mix. Just you have one extra person that you know. You trust with the ball and, you know, mm-hmm. will do, can run your offense. So I just thought his production would go down and to see it really stay the same and go up in other ways, like, it just really impresses me. Um, but he would have to be up there, but man, you just can't deny what Steph is doing out in Golden State. And Kyrie's just playing on another level. And I hate to, so, I hate to put it like that. I, I, I mean, to me, the MVP, like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna just be blunt about this. I'm hating on Kyrie. I'm, I'm just gonna hate on him. Um, I'm gonna pick, I'm gonna pick uh, James Harden as my, as my, and I hate, I hate turnovers, but I, I'll give it to him. He's the yeah, MVP. Yeah, I think so too. The only reason I, man, the only reason I would uh, have Kyrie maybe just a hair ahead of James Harden is just that I don't think anyone would have expected the Celtics to be as good as they are. When Gordon Hayward got injured, yeah, and Kyrie's really stepped up and been the man. You know what I'm saying? It, it kind of almost puts me in the mindset of uh, it kind of almost puts me in the mindset of the way LeBron's taking over teams. You know, just in a different way. Yeah, because yeah. they're different players, obviously. But just I think about like some of the teams that LeBron's been on and like how he's like really been the glue for them. And like right now, Kyrie's the glue. And pe- people have been saying a lot of this. They've they've been comparing him to, like, saying he's got this Mamba mentality. I I would I don't think he's got the like Kobe was a just a different animal man. That like, yeah. He he wanted to kill people every. I mean the dude has sixty points on his last game ever. <laughs> like you I know, know. Like, I I don't I mean I, Kyrie's good man, but I don't. I don't even know if he's the best guard in the league, and I, I'm not like I'm not a big Steph fan, but I have to give Steph that title right now. Yeah, I, I mean, until Steph stops winning, stops winning championships, it's gonna be hard to say otherwise. Yeah, I mean, and it's hard for me to even put Steph Curry in that in that conversation of, of MVP this year, just because of what Kevin Durant's doing this year. I mean, I know it sucks, but like Kevin Durant's probably gonna win Defensive Player of the Year. If he keeps what he's doing up, he's averaging almost two blocks a game right now. I know. I feel like his defensive game has improved so much. We saw it last year in the finals, like crazy. He played just out of his mind. Yeah, and that's the thing that's impressed me the most about the Warriors right now is is this the defense, not not necessarily the offense, is the defense. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What a man! Tell me right now, because I know exactly who you're going to say, but I want you to tell the people. Who is your favorite player in the NBA right now? 
Ooh, shoot. Right now? Yeah, you told me the other day. Who's your favorite player in the NBA right now? Kelly Oubre is my favorite player to watch right now. Why is Kelly Oubre, why is Kelly Oubre my favorite player in the NBA right now? Listen, right now you, you're probably listening. You're probably like, you know, I thought he was going to say LeBron or somebody. No, Kelly Oubre. Because every night this dude plays, he looks like he's about to literally commit a felony. And, and, I, and I, I absolutely love it. The other night, Paul George went. You know he he did a movie you can't even you can't even do in the video games to Kelly Oubre, and and Kelly Oubre is just such a savage, and one and one to fight him right there. Like forget playing defense, let's fight. <laughs> the NBA has been extra chippy this year. I feel like, but, like more than it has been in a minute. But they needed it, man. It, they needed they needed something that's gonna make it a little bit more exciting because NBA NBA games are starting to look like MLB games where there's just you just wait to the end to watch until something good happens. Yeah, for sure. I think it's definitely added some excitement, but you know, not that like we're sitting here condoning like violence by any means. But what I think though is good about the NBA is just like the beef, because when you hear people talk all the time about like Jordan's era and all that stuff, they're always talking about how physical it is and all that jazz. But like you see games today, like they are very reminiscent. I feel like of '90s basketball, not all the time. But I feel yeah. like certain games are like that, you know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, it's hard because now players get fined for type of those type of things, and so yeah, it, that's true. So it's it's different in a way. But I'm just saying, like you just, I personally am enjoying seeing a little bit more chippiness, just because I feel like people care more in each game, you know. Yeah, I I get that. So this is kind of random, but. uh I like to let's just switch it up a little bit. If you had to pick the the scrub of the year, okay, scrub and I'm talking the, the scrub of the year. Let me let me define it before you answer this question. The scrub of the year is somebody. It's basically who, who shows characteristics of Javale McGee, okay? J- <laughs> Javale, Javale. I, I mean, just just a, just. Rat tail, ponytail, wearing JaVale McGee can't do anything right. Just a just a goofball. Just 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 crusty. Just shouldn't be out there right now. And he's like, what is this dude doing? How did he get like? I may maybe a better award is what are you doing in the NBA this year award? Oh, that's a good one. So who would you who would you pick for that? Your scrub of the year. Oh man, that's a tough one. My, I'm trying to think of like people that got fat contracts and aren't doing anything. I got one <laughs> on the top of my head right now. Go ahead. Listen, if if it was close because Kevin Durant wanted to make it close this season by making the two Twitter profiles. <laughs> two Twitters. That would make it close. But I'm telling you, if the rumors are true that Derrick Rose left in the middle of the season said that he was thinking about quitting basketball, lied to his teammates and to management to go get married to his girl and do a honeymoon. Yup. Scrub of the year. That's a scrub move right there. Scrub scrub of the year. I mean, how can you do that? Like, I don't get it. Uh, Yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. 
I hope it's not true. I mean, I, we 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 know for a fact that Kevin Durant has multiple Twitter profiles. Yes. So K K D, you're not excused from the scrub of the year. But what I'm saying is, Derrick Rose, this rumor takes the cake. You quit basketball. You quit your job. Yeah, to go, you know, do something that you have, what, three, four months to do in the offseason? Ugh, jeez, man. I don't get it. I don't get it. Man, I'd have to say right now that... Austin Rivers is would be my biggest scrub of the year. Oh my gosh. Are you going to talk because about, please talk about this. Go ahead. I was, was going to talk about that game when they were playing the Rockets. <laughs> and this man, Austin Rivers, ain't done nothing his whole career but play for his dad. And my man was sitting on the bench and got up off the bench and was talking smack to Chris Paul about leaving Houston, or about leaving L.A. for Houston. And I just sat there and thought to myself, like, bro, this is, you backed him up for years, and you ain't do nothing off the bench, but you're going to get mad because the dude left to go win a championship because your dad can't coach a team past the second round of the playoffs. So, really, the person you should be mad at is your dad because he's running all these folks off. And the fact and that, that Chris Paul used the secret entrance to get into the locker room. <laughs> get into the locker room. And then... My second scrub of the year is the entire NBA for the savagery of the fact that they suspended two bums for the next game, but didn't suspend Chris Paul, James Harden, <laughs> or Blake Griffin. <laughs> yes, yes. My- they were like, hey, we need to punish somebody, but we can't punish stars, so we're going to punish these jokers who were involved. <laughs> My favorite favorite quarter from the season this year is Rick Carlisle saying to this no-name player, you got two points as he's getting ejected. Yes. Savagely. Hey, that was my favorite coach moment of the year so far, by far. <laughs> yes. I, I don't even know that guy's name. Like, I feel pretty well-versed about NBA players, and I could not tell you the dude who fouled out. And for the fact that Rick Carlisle – when he got, when that dude got ejected, he said, "You have two points. Shut your mouth." Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that is the greatest thing I've ever. Heard. Yeah, that's. Uh, I love the savagery of the NBA this year, man. What? Let's take a. Speaking of, of savagery, let's take a a moment of silence for Blake Griffin's career. Um, he is. Oh, uh, Detroit, man. Mm. Uh, if we have any Pistons fans that listen to this podcast, I mean, if you're out there, please just, like, my condolences, because I'm a Reds and a Bengals fan, and so I get it, like, I mean, I know y'all were good back, like, 15 years ago with Tayshaun Prince and Chauncey Phillips, and I'm just sorry that you won't be good for a long time still. Blake Griffin is the reason of the name of our group chat, Sip the Juice. Shout out to Derek. I mean, I I think Blake Griffin's hilarious. He has an awesome. He, he just his commercials are are funny. He he seems like yeah, a funny he's got guy. Yeah, like a pretty good personality. I feel like. But I mean, dude went from L. A. to Detroit, and I'm from Cleveland. I'm talking bad about Detroit, so you know it's got to be bad. Listen, I uh, read this thing earlier today. It was pretty funny though. 
it was like, hey, Blake Griffin, now you can sell your one house in L.A. and buy 50 houses in Detroit. And I was like, oh. I, I saw one that said, uh, Blake Griffin, I don't know how well those Kia, your Kia commercials are going to do well in Detroit. Ouch. Oh, true. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll see how that one goes. It'll be interesting because I, I feel like they can still fight for a playoff spot, too. Yeah, for sure. And East, I mean, they can they can get in. It would just be interesting to see. I mean, they sold him for basically nothing, dude. It's... I know. I mean, but that's the game. That's the name of the game in the NBA, though. No, no loyalty, though. So it is. Good. I'm really curious how this offseason is going to play out with you know teams like the Clippers that are opening up tons of cap space, or you know the Lakers. I just I don't know. I have a feeling that one of those two spots is where LeBron's going to end up, and I'll just have some beef with that. I pray he does not go to the Warriors like people are saying on the news right now, because that right there would just I feel like that's a distraction. Like I feel like that's something that like LeBron's camp would would pull out because it's a distraction to others. I think so too. Yeah, just, I think so too. To try to get people to talk and just so the Cavs would just do what he says again. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right, man. Neither here nor there. But uh, on like a more serious note, we'll we'll flip from the sports. So a lot of things have been going on in the news lately. Um, that's right. We've had. I mean, of course, that's that's our jobs as as podcasters, I guess, is just to talk about some of these things and just to shed light on like what we think. Um, one big thing that that's been going on since we last left is uh, there's been a lot of uh, these sexual harassment, sexual assault cases in Hollywood, and even, I mean, we can't just be blind to say it's just happened just in one area of this country, oh, yeah, but it's sure. it's happening every. It, I mean, it's happened and happened everywhere. Um, and I just wanted to get like, what's your thoughts on sort of like the you know the Me Too movement and and stuff like that? Yeah, so I think it's um, I think it's necessary that these things are happening, um, just in terms of the conversations, I should say um, that they should be happening, and that females should, and anyone who's been assaulted should be you know, coming out and talking about those things. Uh, and there shouldn't be this this judgment, per se. So one of the things that I've been struggling with a lot is that I've been seeing a lot of people on social media, like, bashing people for talking about these things. Um, and, you know, they're saying, oh, well, if it happened 20 years ago, why didn't you say something 20 years ago? But what they, what's not being understood is that these folks that are coming out with these things, they didn't feel safe. They don't feel safe. Still, probably. You know, I think that our culture is so sexualized that we have normalized things like this, in a way. Um, And then also, too, the other problem is that I see is that there are people that are coming from the church that are not respecting these these um, people coming out with the allegations. You know, they're saying, oh, well, you know, that's falsehood, whatever, that's crazy, you know, stuff like that. And I just, I, don't, I really don't understand. And as I try to think more and more about it, I realize that a lot of this stuff is still happening in the church at times, too. Yeah. And so I think that... Um, that we really need to 
as an American church, evaluate ourselves. Um, and I, I feel like I'm really speaking to, you know, more of like white evangelical type churches, but it's not to say that it's not happening in, you know, all different denominations and probably even black churches too, you know, mm-hmm. but I think that when stuff like this happens, when assault happens, it's, you know, specifically sexual assault. I feel like a lot of times it happens by people that are in trustworthy positions, whether they be family members or if it's within the church, it's clergy or um, if it's, you know, in the case of like Michigan State, it's, uh, you know, your athletic trainer or, you know, someone that's supposed to be there for your good, your benefit, and they're in positions of power. You know, there was a pastor last week in Memphis who, who admitted to some sexual assault from 20 years ago or some 15 or 20 years ago, I can't quite remember. Um, and he, you know, he was in a, a youth pastor position and used his power against the person, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. uh, these, there's just a lot of fear that I can imagine comes with these types of allegations or these types of, you know, situations, um, that are being brought up. And so, I can't fathom having to deal with that for one second, let alone 10 years or 20 years, it being someone that I, you know, loved or respected or anything like that that abused that. You know what I'm saying? So, and, that's, and, and as a church, like, we got to be, like, we have to be there for those victims. Yeah, um, we, 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 I, I don't, I don't think it's... I mean, obviously, it's not right to push these people away and to assume they're the lying on these people. But like, we're called the weep of those who weep, and we're trying to we're trying to help these people. Like, I mean, it, it's it's hard. Like, I I, I can't imagine. I, I mean, this podcast has two adult males speaking into this into this subject, which I feel highly unqualified at times to even speak into. But because I I don't know what what people go what they what these victims go through, but I I can try to be there for them in these situations and try to make sure that situations and, and uh, are better for them and uphold a standard for you know that try to change the, the ideas of like men growing up that it's not okay to do this stuff and that you have to res- you, that you have to respect women, um not not. Just because it's just some morally good thing, but you have to respect women because they're made in the image of God, just like you are. Um, exactly. I, th- I mean, I think if you listen back, you know, to one of our first podcasts when we talked about Charlottesville, we raised a lot of similar questions, just talking about how, like, we have a place as the church to be the refuge and be the be the point in which those things are brought to light. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, I struggle with the fact that when I think about the, you know, the Me Too movement and just the fact that people are talking about this stuff, like, I, let me just read what Lecrae said in the song, and I'll, I'll be able to explain it. It's from Facts. We've talked about the song before, but he said this, this line that kind of got me. He said, my Messiah died for the world, not just USA. They say Jesus was conservative. Tell him that's a lie. No, he's not a liberal either if you think I'll choose a side. 
And so what I mean by that is, or why why I felt that was important to read was that, like, the fact that the church right now, and again, kind of going back specifically, I, I would, you know, direct this more at, like, the white evangelical type church, is so caught up in conservative, you know, in the conservative realm of life that issues that come about that are social justice type issues are viewed as being a liberal issue or a liberal thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I have a lot of beef with that because, like, if people's lives are being ruined, if they're being abused, if people are being killed, I don't see how, as a church, we can say that that's a, that's a, um, that's a one party or the other party issue. No. And be like, oh, well, I don't, I don't agree with that. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, it's a huge just, sin issue. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, and I, I think, in one part of this, it's, uh, you know, we believe that God is sovereign. God is in control of all things. And even, like, things that, you know, that are evil, that God is just and that these people are going to get judged one day. Um, but in the same sense, we also do believe that God uses people as instruments. And so that, I mean, we could be, we, we, we could be near these people. I mean, these people could come to Christ. Because, like, what these people meant for evil, God meant for good. And I, we, we could... We could switch it. We could turn that whole life story around. Um, so I mean that 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 give there's hope and there's there can there can be an opportunity for hope in these situations. I mean, again, coming from a male perspective, like who has no idea what these assault victims feel like, but um, but coming from coming from the perspective of like I mean we, we're called we're called to, to make disciples and share this gospel and and be there for other people and, li- and live the way that Jesus told us to live I mean I, I I believe that that God's word can make a difference in the in these situations and we can be a light in the dark place I agree man and I, I think you know going back to what we were talking about in regards to uh, in regards to Colin Kaepernick I mean we as the church, like, you know, acts, we're called to action, man. We're called to be light in the dark, and we're called to, you know, yes, we're called to stand up for what we believe in, and there'll be times where we will disagree with people, and I mean, that's, that's okay. We have to learn how to disagree with people, but on the same side of the coin is that we're called to love people all the same. And we're called to tell them about Jesus and, you know, that there's hope. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, so for I sure. Just, I think that we, <laughs> I think as a church right now, we're just missing a point. And I'm super fearful that there's going to be a lot of people that are falsely led to the American gospel. And I'm just... I think that we have to break that mold. We have to say that, you know, this is, that Jesus didn't die for the USA. You know what I'm saying? Like, he yeah. didn't die for, he didn't die for, you know, the Southern Baptist Church's own, or he didn't, you know what I'm saying? So we have, you know, Jesus died for those who, you 
know, believe in him and confess with your mouth and believe with your heart. Yeah. Um, so we just, we have to act on that. We have to tell others about, you know, the, the gospel at its core. And, you know, there are issues that we have to deal with that are outside of the gospel per se. But we have to know that that's where we stand. I mean, that's got to be our lens through everything. Like, it, the gospel Agreed. has to be, like, we... I think something that like a lot of American believe I'm gonna speak from the American perspective is uh is that we we go through what we personally what we've been through before we were believers we use that 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 paradigm more so than we use the biblical perspective and and that shapes that shapes things and it's is is it gets messy man like just. If we just stick to the Bible, if it you know stick to what it says, like that's the whole point of like the Sermon on the Mount is Jesus telling us what it's really like to be human, what it really what it's really like to live and live this 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 full life. That like we you tried to live on your own and you're dead in sin, and so like you know what your wages are. Your wages are, the wages of sin is death. Okay, and so. Your sin, I mean, yeah, is is I mean, it's it's bad, and it's it's is a, uh, it's just as bad as a, uh, as 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 anything else. Like you know, like I've lied before, okay, that you know, I, according to the law, biblical biblically, I'm a liar, okay, and and so like God calls me a sin. That means I fell short. That means I'm not I'm not better than anybody else. But but we have to be that light and sharing this gospel with him and and, sh- and sharing Jesus so clearly that there's no question who God really is when we share when we share the gospel with people is that the free gift of God is salvation through Jesus Christ our Lord. And if that's the first time like you've ever heard that like just just think about that for a second. Like this, I mean, there's there's a lot of darkness in this world, and, and like Jesus offers to be a light. He offers to be our hope. Okay, He came here as a sacrifice. He like He He came here not to be served, but to be a servant, so He can be a ransom for many. You know, so He could be that sacrifice for an unblemished lamb. And it, I mean, and that's where our hopes got to be all the time when when we when we're sharing with people. With no matter what circumstance that we're getting, I know we're talking about the Me Too. Um, thing going on right now but like no matter I mean life is hard there's so many circumstances that go on and like so for it's like for the non-believer I would I would challenge you just to believe to think about like what what am I like what happens to me when I die I know that sounds like very grim and, and but like what what happens and you want to be sure because this like death is final you don't get a redo on this right and and then for the believer, I would challenge, I would challenge them like, are you being, are you being loving to your neighbor? But like not sharing this stuff, this not sharing Jesus with your neighbor, is that loving? Because almost it's almost like your neighbor who doesn't know the gospel is in this burning house and you're sitting there waiting for them and you're just watching them burn because you don't want to share this good gift of Jesus with them. 
I mean, so that's what it comes down to me. It always comes back to the gospel for me, no matter yeah. what. So. Yeah, man, you're exactly right. I hope you got a fan on over there to cool you off. <laughs> fire. Yeah, yeah. Hey, but but you're you're spot on, man. And I think that we should be charged. And you know, if you hear one thing from this podcast today, if you know, you talk about anything at all from it, I just hope that you would take away that as Christians we should be viewing everything through the lens of the gospel. And we should be viewing everything like Jesus would call us and urge us to. And I just think that that would really change perspective. A lot of people did that. And also just consider other people and their feelings and their, you know, their perspective and where they came from and how you can show them the love of Jesus because we're not doing that as a, as a whole. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're just not getting that done. And we're, you know, we're really failing our fellow you know, mankind. Yeah. And um, I just would hope that people would take a, a charge, take the call of action to go love somebody, go talk to people that are different from you, and not even necessarily that look different, but come from a different background or, you know, or from a different side of town. And just get perspective because a lot of us just, you know, we grew up differently and we didn't see hardships and some of us did and, so we have different perspectives, and so I think everyone can gain by listening to other people and learning from other people. And um, when we do that, we become a much better society. Yep. Well, that see again, you need now you need to, now you need a fan to cool you off. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, ditto to everything you just said, and. Uh, that seems like a like a good space to 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 stop here um for yeah, today man, but for sure. yeah Dave, it's, I mean it's good to get back on the podcast with you man I appreciate you know taking some time out I know you got busy busy life busy wife busy busy daughter um but <laughs> man, you too yeah man so it's uh so but I I mean I appreciate you taking time out you know to doing this today so like it's always a pleasure um but for the viewers or for not the viewers tripping uh for the listeners um stay tuned we got some cool stuff coming coming for you all um in these next uh, couple episodes but uh, for now i'm i'm, I'm devon and i'm dave peace see y'all